0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes, it's only March, but I think Auburn's quarterbacks, it, it may be worth getting excited about. We'll tell you why on today's Locked On Auburn.
2: Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm and I am freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Charlie Tuesday as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five himself. And... I always say going into it, I'm not going to do this to myself, Charlie Five. I'm not going do to overreact to spring practice, but I can't help myself with what we Don't saw and what we're hearing about the quarterbacks <laughs> on March 21st as we talk about it on March 22nd. But let's dive into these quarterbacks. And, I mean, by all let's accounts, it, it, it. it seemed like TJ Finley was pretty sharp Monday afternoon.
2: It did. It did. Uh, you know, there's uh, different people uh, saying from their untrained eye, he was the most impressive. Uh, I've seen uh, stuff that talked about during the passing drills. He went 23 of 25, which Ooh. is, you know, accuracy was his big deal last year. Yep. So uh, that's huge. Uh, that's that's exciting. That's exciting as, as they've have they fixed his mechanical flaws as he got the, you know, sort of got it figured out or right. uh, developing. Well, what does that mean? But uh, going 23 or 25 uh, against air is, is good. You know yeah, what I mean? So, you take that. Um, that's awesome.
1: You absolutely take that. And then, so TJ worked with the ones, D Davis yep. and Robbie Ashford worked with the twos and then Holden Gariner had the the threes kind of all, all by himself there. But then after, after some uh, some skeleton stuff, they went to this throw on the run drill, and it yeah. seems like, um, who who had a Jeffrey Lee posted a really good video of it. Check that out, Auburn Lives Jeffrey Lee. But yeah. he um he videoed pretty much the whole thing, and to me, and I kind of agree with a lot of the folks saying like it seems like T.J. Finley was the sharpest. He was money in that drill. And there were a lot of other guys that, that were just a little bit off, and then they'd have some really good throws to kind of get it. And what they were doing is they were running. If you hadn't seen the video, they were running towards uh, kind of rolling out and then towards uh, a basket, a target. And TJ Finley yeah. was, was hitting it from from a decent range. So uh, I thought that was encouraging.
2: Yeah. And then the the talk about Ashford too is, is, is encouraging because – uh, everybody kind of has written him – pretty much written him off before he's even gotten here. And, like, I've I've heard nothing but good things about him since uh, – There, I think the biggest thing that everybody's surprised about is accuracy. Uh, that seems to be the theme. Um, I, I mean, Holden Garner was running with the third team, and he was, like, perfect. He was 13 or 13, uh, just throwing dimes. I, he, I think he had – he hit two dudes right in the hands that they dropped him, but I think they just said, we're counting those because <laughs> – yeah, as you as uh, you should the only the uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah. The only negative um I think D Davis struggled a tad um at times uh mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing um said so he he went 4 of 7 in his period and had some uh pretty bad misses uh but uh they they didn't see a ton so they couldn't get really a full taste of everything it was basically just that limited viewing period that they had to see but for the most part, all great things about quarterbacks, which is was a, a big weakness, um, has been a weakness for quite a while.
1: And it's early, like we said. You know, yeah. th- th- there's still so much to go. And the guy that a lot of people are thinking is going to be the starter has a good chance to be the starter. Isn't participating in any of this? Not competing in any of this. Of course, we're talking about yeah. Zach Calzada here. So that's um that's something that is going to be encouraging as we go throughout yeah. spring. Because I, I think the best thing for Auburn is for TJ or Ashford or, or D Davis, whoever it is, separates themselves, and then they have to continue to that to kind of hold off Zach Calzada in the fall. I I think that's kind of what we need to be looking at, and it's still too early yeah. to you know say one way or the other if that's happening or not. But I think we're on the right path.
2: Yeah, I think it's just like you said; it's going to be hard. I think for any. Any any of them to uh, to I just feel like this is Zach Calzada's job and it's going to be hard. Uh, they're going to have to do a lot, but you're to to unseat that. But I think you're right. One of them at least needs to step up now, so they get to have a true like one on one type battle because they're going to give Zach every opportunity uh, when he comes back and he's healthy. They're going to give him every opportunity that he would have missed in the spring. So you need to be already ahead of the game. You need to be ahead of everybody else so that you're right there with him uh for that battle but uh it's good to it's good to hear uh it's good to hear accuracy uh positives on TJ that is that is very very exciting because man I still say if you can get a 67 uh a six, seven dude with a cannon arm uh get the light to flip on uh, yeah. you, you got something you got
1: something I'm there with you man if if he can put it all together I, I like his traits. I, I think he has. I mean, obviously, you love the size. You love that yeah. he can launch it. It's just, you know, is the processing there and is the footwork there? And obviously, and he will sit in that pocket
2: until the cows come home.
1: Yep. You don't have to worry about leaving the pocket for no reason. No. <laughs> that is a thing of the past if this is CJ Finley's job. And nope. Uh, nope, th- there's obviously pros and cons to that. But I think in Brian Harson's yeah. system, it's it, I think it's a net positive. Um, especially if, if Auburn has guys that take a while to get open. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens yeah. moving forward. But as of right now, I think TJ Finley um, is off to a great start to the spring. And I think that should be something that Auburn fans be excited about. As far as the folks blocking in front of them, in just a moment, Charlie Five thought that uh, some of the personnel decisions with the first team offensive line and the second team offensive line from yesterday were interesting and intriguing. But I want to tell you about Stat Hero. Look, I know you guys don't want to hear about March Madness right now because obviously that was rough. What we all went through was rough. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully we have an exciting offseason. But March Madness is not over if you're like me and had Auburn winning it all in your bracket. I had Auburn beating Kentucky. So um, that was a rough one for my bracket. But I'm still enjoying March Madness because of our friends at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is NCAA Single game pickems. They pit the star players against each other. And it's a lot of fun. Highly encourage you to check it out. It's the easiest way to get your sports fix. And it's got simple, sleek gameplay that will have you playing in minutes. It's what daily fantasy sports needs to be. So go to stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to get a 100% um, bonus on your deposit. That is um, stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code
0: that's kabotaorangedays.com
1: Charlie Five, the offensive line. First team from left to right. Austin Troxel left tackle, Cam Stutz at left guard, Nick Brahms at center, Keandre Jones at right guard, and Alec Jackson at right tackle. What stands that- out about that group other than no Brandon Council?
2: Yeah, the Alec Jackson at right tackle kind of jumps out uh, right okay. off the bat. Um, Austin Troxel's been consistent uh, through all the drills that we've been able to see at left tackle. Uh, obviously, Nick Broms there at center. Keandre Jones is right there at right guard. He's nobody's beating him out. But Alec Jackson sliding in there at right tackle over, you know, Killian Zaire or Brendan Coffee. Uh, that that kind of jumps out to me, um, and it was pretty consistent throughout the practice. As a matter of fact. Um, you know, Killian rotated in uh, behind Alex, not mm-hmm. over there. I think on the uh, no, it said he rotated in at left tackle. I apologize. Okay, uh, Killian rotated him at left tackle, and then Irvin, uh, Jaleel Irvin, uh, rotated in at center with that same group. So they did they did a little mix and matching. But I tell you what, the consistency of Austin Trox at left tackle is um, uh, that is that's that's good to see. He's he's maybe he's fully healthy and he's ready to go. He's a big, big boy.
1: The inconsistency with a similar personnel at right tackle. What about
2: you? What stood out to
1: you? Yeah, I think our connection, if this sounds funny, I think our connection is lagging a little bit there. But, yeah, as far as right tackle, Charlie Five, I think folks um, kind of not being consistent at right tackle, I think that's a question mark. And we knew that going into yeah. it. And still, you know, I think tackle – is going to be one of the positions that Auburn is still going to be pursuing in the transfer portal when spring is over. And I think right tackle will be kind of the, the main objective is trying to find out who that is.
2: Yeah, uh, that's that's the way. You're, you're right. That That is one that we've seen a few different names float in and out there at right tackle. Uh, so I think that's you're, you're all over that. I think that's where we're going to be headed for uh, in the portal.
1: Yeah, Alec Jackson at t- right tackle is odd. I, I, I just don't really see a chance of that happening. I would think that yeah. Zaire or Brendan Coffey would slide in before that, but it's spring. Yeah, you know They need to see as many different looks as possible. In the, in the twos, you mentioned the guys rotating in, but in the twos, yeah. it was from left to right. Brendan Coffey at left tackle, Jeremiah Wright at left guard, Tate Johnson at center, Colby Smith, the young guy at right guard, and Garner Langlo at right tackle. I love two young guys being the right side of that backup offensive line. I love that.
2: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Colby Smith at right guard, but um, I mean, I felt I thought Garner Langlo was more of a guard prospect than Colby. I mean, yeah, they're he's six eight. Yeah, 340 ish. Colby on the inside, but hey, that's a lot of men. That's a lot of man on the right side of that line right there. Yeah, uh, I was a little bit bummed to see Jeremiah Wright still. Um, still on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know. I've just been, I just thought he could be such a beast that knows tackle, but you know what? We, we need the depth so he can put, he's that athletic. He can play both ways.
1: Yeah. I, I just, is he going to play on the defensive side? I mean, would he if he moved up? Surely there's a reason for that. But, you know, I mean, this time a year of year ago. Like, yeah. I mean, this time a year he ago, we heard so many he different things, right? Exactly. You know, a spring fling. And now, you know, he recovers from his injury that he suffered a year ago and they're like, yep, he's back on offense. It's like, man, I thought we had something special there.
2: Yeah. We had something brewing. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's, maybe it's still, you know, it's still, it's still spring thing. Okay.
1: Yep. That's right. Uh, so that, that, that's the offensive line as far as, Wide receiver. I don't think anything super crazy here. Before we list the ones and twos, though, you will notice no Javarius Johnson. And Brian Harson has asked media to not report on players who are not participating. Don't focus on that. But I feel like it's okay because Ike Killyard said that Javarius Johnson is not currently practicing, but they're expecting him back soon. So if a co- member of the coaching staff can say it, I assume we can say it. So there's that. That's a bummer. But. So, in the ones, you had Shedrick Jackson, Malcolm Johnson Jr., and Tavares Dawson, which is yes. a reasonable group. I would imagine if Javarius Johnson was practicing, Tavares Dawson would either rotate in or be scooted down to the twos. That's just my guess as far as role goes. Um, yeah, But I kind of like this because we know what Javarius Johnson is, and we need other people to step up. And I, I think the the number one reps for Tavares Dawson are pretty stinking valuable. And as far as making yeah. your offense better, I don't hate it. I I think it's great.
2: You know what I love? Tell me. Speed. Hot, Ooh. nasty, badass speed. Yummy. That's what I like. Yep. Malcolm Johnson Jr., Tavares uh, Dawson in the slot. Uh, and then you're going to have Jav- uh, Javarius Johnson when he comes back. Uh, there is some speed on the edges uh and on the inside there and then you got your steady possession guy and shedrick jackson uh and supposedly shedrick runs one of the faster 40s of of the wide receivers too so seems like we got a bunch of guys that can stretch the field and that excites me
1: yeah i think shed is pretty athletic and pretty strong it's just i don't know man i just don't know why it looks so slow
2: I just don't get it. It's just because he's he's just so jacked. That's it. I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. But they they turn in 40s, and he's always, like, one of the fastest times. Yeah. When they turn in 40s.
1: Yeah. I I did an article uh, with AuburnDaily.com a few weeks ago about Shed Jackson and kind of making the argument of, you know, looking at some of the analytics and how if he was used a little bit differently, he may pop a little bit more. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, I've talked myself into the fact of, like, I think he can do it. It's just at times he's asked to be a number one. I say this all the time, and he's, he should be like a number three. I, I just yeah. think he should be a number three in this offense, but he's the most consistent guy that Auburn has right now, and so that's just kind of where we're at. At the number twos of the wide receiver spot, Charlie Five, Zevion Capers and Jay Fair. Jay Fair operating out of the slot with the twos. I wasn't fully expecting oh that. But Have you watched his highlight film?
2: Have you ever watched his highlight film?
1: The, yes. Yes. When he committed, I watched it, it. it.
2: Oh, he is electric. I think he is yeah. like, to me, I think he's a prototype slot. Like, he okay. is a prototype slot guy, in and out of cuts, super fast, can uh, make people miss. Um, I love this kid. And he's already in the second team, like, in the lineup in the second team. Uh, love, love, love this kid.
1: Yeah, i I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna get playing time. I think he will be a part of this offense, and maybe not a starter, but it wouldn't shock me if he was. I don't know what's the upside. Third, fourth on the team in yards, receiving yards. If he's fourth, I think, oh wow! I, I think that's his upside. I, I'm just saying, like it wouldn't shock me. Feels okay. between fourth or eighth. I think that's kind of where we're looking. I, I think I say that because I think he's gonna have a role. I, I really do.
2: I can see it. I can see it, especially. I, we don't know what um, is going on with Javarius Johnson. You know, there was a whole talk about him, you know, possibly going at the portal. He's kind of screwed himself on not being able to go to another SEC school. So uh, maybe he's just, uh, maybe he's, you know, cleaning some stuff up. He'll get back soon. But I mean, if something were to happen there, uh, I feel fine. I almost feel fine with, uh, you know, you got Jay, uh, Jay Fair now, who's already coming in ready to go, sort of waiting in the wings. So, Um, it's not,
1: and we had this conversation months ago when I think of before Kobe left, or maybe we had it after Kobe left in response to this, but like slot receiver is not the concern. Like, I I don't think slot is really where Auburn needs help in this offense. It's, it's outside guys.
2: Oh yeah. And so I'm I'm with
1: you. you. If, if something were to happen, Javaris, I don't think that's the case. I think he's just having to miss practice, but, um, whether, whether it's Tavarish or Jay fair, or, heck, even Capers. Uh, you know, I, I I still like Zevion Capers and what he brings to the field. And what we saw him do, he operated out of the slot primarily as a freshman when Gus started him. And so, uh, yeah. I, I I don't think slot is the issue. It's it's the outside guys. So, right now, it looks like that's Shed and Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, I do think it's worth sharing that Landon King appears to be getting all his reps at
2: tight end right now. Exclusively at tight end, it seems, which is... At least from what we've seen in the open period. Sure. Um, Could be by design. But, uh, yeah, we keep hearing this. He's going to be the big, you know, NFL 6'5", outside guy. Um, I hope that, you know, we're not being teased. I hope that's actually going to be a thing. That'd be
1: nice. That would be nice. Um, Anything else on pass catchers that we need to spend a second on?
2: I don't think so. I mean, I think that was the the last big thing. Uh, Landon King working pretty much exclusively at uh, tight end so far in the open period, viewable period. Yeah, and he was like
1: the third or the fourth tight end too. Which yeah,
2: I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. It's March. It's okay. Don't do this to me. <laughs> yes. We need one. We need we need a legend to come true. Like we need a spring legend to happen, don't we? Yes. Bad.
1: We need it. We need it for the program. We need it for the program. There's no question about it. All right, let's talk about the defense in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Bet Online is the best place to wager on all kinds of sports action. And I encourage you to go to BetOnline.net to check out all of the information and the lines and the props. And uh, if you think Arkansas is going to make a run, their odds are um, you can make a lot of money if you think they can win their, uh, their region. I was really eyeballing that earlier today. It's like, I think they can beat Gonzaga. But we'll see. We'll see. Go to betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All
1: right, Charlie Five, let's talk a little defense. Let's a position group that I think is very intriguing. I really think all three levels of the defense are intriguing, and I'm not just saying that. But let's let's talk defense uh, or linebackers, excuse me. So Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner were the main two. And then we had Eugene Asante, the North Carolina transfer, rotating in and out with those guys. Obviously, Owen Papo yep. is gone, so it's not really what it's going to look like, but it's giving us some information. It also sounds like Owen Papo is very involved in practice, which is expected. He's going to be a captain on this team, you'd have to think. So oh, yeah, um, what, what, what kind of information do you pull from Cameron and Wesley Steiner being the first two, and then Eugene Asante rotating in with the absence of Owen Papo?
2: Well, I mean, I guess that gives you at least a look at your pecking order right now. It looks like like you got – I don't know which one. I don't really know how the uh, linebacker position, because we run nickel so often, like how those two in the middle are interchangeable. Like I don't know if like Wesley Steiner – Plays more of Owen's role, and like when he he pops out, Owen pops in. But Cam Riley is the lock in, or if they're interchangeable, I don't really know exactly how that works. But it kind of look there. There's a little bit of a pecking order that you can see where sort Eugene Asante. It's understandable, you're coming in from a new system. You're kind of learning. Those guys have been here for you know several years. Sure. So, uh, but boy, do I want Cam Riley on this football field i want that child (laughs) on the field i want all 6'5 230 of him standing there in the middle ready to break face masks and uh i just picture a rangy 6'5 dude and owen who can literally run anybody down from anywhere and it just seems like that could be a dynamic duo right there in the middle um what do you think
1: Uh, i think it's gonna be beautiful i think it's gonna be wonderful i when reports came out that we saw Cam Riley getting reps at edge, it's just like, what is about to happen with this guy? And I don't really know yeah. the answer to that because that just tells me that they're going to put him on the field, and they're probably going to put him on the field on third down, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um Eugene Asante, I've watched a little bit of his North Carolina stuff after he committed, and I watched a little bit more about two weeks ago. And he... uh He doesn't seem like the same kind of linebacker as what we think Cam Riley is going to be and really Wesley Steiner. And so I don't fully know how they're going to use him. I think he can be athletic, but if he's not just kind of in the middle of the field, like trying to clog a gap, I I mean, that's just how they use him a lot in North Carolina based on what I've been able to pick up. So I don't know exactly how they are going to use him, Um, but that's an intriguing name for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm just anxious to see uh, who gets the final nod. Like who's going to be, who, who's going to be sending there beside Owen. And, 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 you know, another thing reading this list is like Cam and Wesley are, are pretty dang good players uh, in and of themselves. And yeah. then Eugene was a starter at UNC for quite a while. And they've had a, you know, fairly decent uh, defense at times. Uh, you got a pretty deep linebacker room. Like we we lost some last year and uh we thought we you know this year we might be struggling, but uh kind of have a little bit of a you know, you got some options there.
1: Well, we said that last year, and then one of them got hurt, and then they were all playing like eighty plus snaps a game. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's actually true.
2: Yeah, they I mean, you just got you got guys that got experience. Like you got multiple guys that have experience now. So uh, that that can, you know you could find some silver linings there.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Let's talk just for a second about the edge, guys. There was a lot of video walk, put out about the edge. Um, over an hour. Eculiotta. Unit. Absolute unit, man. That guy's a... Absolute unit. He's so big. He seems to me that he is moving so much better. And obviously, we, we talked about how much bigger he is. Derek Hall looks like an NFL pass rusher, like physically. He just looks like an NFL
2: pass rusher. He looks like an avatar. I'm cool with that. He looks like an avatar to me. (laughs) He is just a uh, creative player. Uh, All 99s, it looks like, with a lot of wristbands. He is absolute. uh, He's just a freak. He's a freak.
1: And he knows it. And so he's like, I'm going to pull my jersey up, and you're going to look at me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to. I I guess I am. I don't know. And then um, Dylan Brooks looks good. Physically, yes. like, um, physically
2: body has changed physically. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. He, he doesn't look like, I, I guess he's a redshirt freshman, right?
2: Yeah. So yep
1: does it look like a redshirt freshman? Looks like a fully developed player. And so I can't wait to see what that rotation looks like. It's, I, I mean, I would assume on third down, you got Derek Hall and Eku. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you rotate Dylan in, I, can you move any of those guys inside? Probably not. I mean, on third down, I'm just thinking like who who scoots inside, you know? Because early downs, you're probably you're probably more likely to have like a Zacchavius Walker in there for different reasons. I think he's pretty versatile. Um, but I mean, there's just so yeah. much they can do with this defensive front. And I mean, props to Coach Jimmy. I mean, he is coming in with a with a ton of toys to play with. So I can't wait to see what Coach yeah. uh, Brumball does.
2: It's just it's it's nice to have. What seemingly multiple options to be able to rush the passer. You know, at times in the past, it seems like we only have one guy, or, you know, and, and now it's you can do multiple things. And I love a three-four defense because it let it lets you get a lot of bigger, fast, rangy guys on the field that can get after the passer. Uh, and I love, love, I love that room. And love that I love the, the, the Dylan Brooks, the uh, Eculiota. and then you got Derek Hall, the, the leader in there. Um, and those dudes, a lot of the, the I mean, they kind of look, they all kind of have a same, a similar body type. They I mean, do. Ecu's a little bit bigger. Uh, Ecu's a little bit bigger uh, because he's a unit. Um, but, absolute um, unit. Absolute unit. But yeah, that's a good group right there. That's a good three solid pass rushers right there.
1: Yeah, have. yeah. I mean, I, I think Dylan and Derek look more like guys you would stand up, like three, four outside linebackers. And I think Eku to me, looks more like a 4-3 defensive end.
2: He does. That's a great he, – he does. Yeah. Yes, I mean, You're absolutely right.
1: It's not to say that he can't do both. It's just that's what he looks like. And I think him being an absolute unit is a big part of that. Um, and then, I mean, we, you just talk about these dudes, and it's like freaking Kobe Wooden is on the inside of all of that. It's just – it's going to be fun, man, because you can't double-team any of them. You can't double-team Derek Hall ever. And he's going he's gonna to get a lot of sacks. So, uh, other, anything else on the defensive side of the ball that you want to talk about? Any kind of notes or anything that you saw in a clip or anything?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm actually looking at him right now and just... Um... Actually, Charlie Five, I know where we need to go yeah. next. I know where yeah. we need
1: to go next. We need to go to... Uh, we haven't talked about this since it happened. Brian Harson doing the gritty. Can you break that down for me?
2: Oh, man. Uh, I saw the video, and he put a really good effort in. He had several examples of how to do it right before he did it. And you know what? He went out there and did it. And uh, making himself uh, more human, I guess, human feeling to his – to uh, uh, personable to his players. Uh, good for you, coach. Good for you. <laughs> good, good move there.
1: Uh, yep, and props to Auburn's marketing team for getting that video. And then they're even like they even sent it out on their um, their media email list, where like here are all the pictures of Harson. Like you have to use these. Like it's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. They're they're That's pushing awesome. it. They're pushing him as you know the you know being more approachable. And I, I think it's great. I think it's really really good. And so uh, he, I, I think he did fine. I think he did fine on the execution of the gritty and I am in no way an expert, but I was into it.
2: I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on the gritty, but you know what? I liked it. So good job, <laughs> Charlie. Good five. job. How can people find yes. you
1: here? You support you all of that. Good.
2: stuff. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter. The underscore for Charlie underscore five, uh, live.com, the corner message board in the locked on Auburn discord or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the dad bod golf Club.
1: I think you're going to laugh at yourself when you watch this back.
2: Is it bad lagging? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I feel I like I have, it's the I same have, thing. Yeah, you've got all your bars. I don't I don't know what the heck's happening. Get ready for the Discord to start
1: poking you. Just get ready for it.
2: I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait.
1: All right, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> right here on Locked on Auburn.